This is Michael Gnoe with Insight to Israel and Hershey's for Heroes. It is another beautiful day in the Jewish state, and uh, wow, sir, what a beautiful day it is. And I want to start off this radio show by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to the guys at America's Web Radio who bring the truth of the Jewish state to the grassroots of the United States. The truth about Israel, as this country is number one in technology, agriculture, and medicine. And uh, listen, folks, this is the reality of current day. Amazing. As someone who's not Jewish, what I've seen done in 67 years and the three years that I've lived in the Jewish state after 2,000 years of no homeland is a miracle and amazing. And just breathing the air gives you and rejuvenates your life. It's amazing. That's why I look so young at 44. <laughs> so uh, I want to say to the guys, thank you, thank you, America. It's time to shape up, shape up, shape up. You're not number one anymore. Israel <laughs> is the head, the rest of the world the tail. It's amazing what I've seen in this country. So... Okay. so uh, thank you to the guys at America's Web Radio. Insight to Israel is in the top 20% out of 26,000 radio shows heard in the United States, Canada, Europe, Australia, and here in Israel. And I uh, also want to give a shout-out and say thank you, thank you to those who are participators, not spectators, and sending Hershey's for Heroes. Uh, if you have not been to the Hershey's for Heroes Facebook page, you need to go there and see how folks have gotten together, their friends, their family, their church, their synagogue, their civic group, put a note on a chocolate bar, a simple note on a chocolate bar. They mail them here to the Jewish state, and we give them to the soldiers. We were just recently up in the Golan Heights uh, with Mary and Elizabeth Hill, who got us over 1,000 chocolate bars in 2014. She's going to top that record this year in 2015, hopefully by the time the year's out. And that, I'm not talking about Rosh Hashanah either. We're going to give you some leeway. <laughs> but uh, come on over here, Marion, real quick. Jump in here. Right. Now, don't hesitate. We've got, we got limited time. Marion, I want to say, jump in here. Jump behind us. Jump behind us. Come on. There you go. So, Marion, I want to say thank you for giving to Hershey's for Heroes. Do you have anything you'd like to say? As you're visiting the Jewish state, what was your experience, real quick, up like up in the Golan Heights the other day? Oh, are you kidding? It was it was wonderful. It was amazing. It was the best birthday. It was happened to be my birthday. Happy birthday. To go up there and connect with these young men and to support them and to encourage them and just the chance to be around what they're doing um, on a daily basis, just, you know, always being prepared. That's um, right. And uh, putting their life on the line, you know, supporting the country. Yeah, it was the best day. It was the best gift to, great, to be a great, part of. Um, great. Nothing like it. Marion, I want to say thank you for all that you You're do for, for the soldiers thank and Hershey's for Heroes and for Israel. And uh, all right, moving forward, if you, again, let me say this again, if you have not been to the Hershey's for Heroes Facebook page, you need to go. Do not say that you support the Jewish state. I saw this so much in the United States, and I hear it so much. Folks sit around. They talk, 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 get all emotional and cry. I see people here do it. I love Israel. I love Israel. I love Israel. I love Israel. I love, 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 love. And they don't do anything about it. They don't put any action behind their words. And those are the kind of folks I just got zero tolerance for. Marion, thank you. Thank you for not being someone who talks but who does. Now, moving forward, I love, you know what, sir? I love working. Life is about work. It's not about your vacation. Life's about working. Because you only live a short time in this life, and you might as well do something good with it. You know? Yeah. Sir, I'm going to say thank you for being on the radio show. Now, I'm, I haven't got this name right. I'm going to tell you, your media guy, uh, great guy, Omri. Can I say that name? No, I'm not allowed to say it. Okay, it was too late. <laughs> we, don't do edit, we don't do anything edited here, but we don't know your last name. 
But uh, now, could you tell that whole name? That the, now I'm proud of this organization. I love it. I think your history is amazing. Tell us your full name, sir. My name? Not your name, and then and your title. Your title, and then who you work for? My name is Dr. Ariven. Wow, with a PhD. Yes, that's exciting. In uh, history of education, and uh, I work for uh, Karen Kemet Israel Jewish National Fund, and. Uh, uh, I located here in this building, the historical building of JNF in Tel Aviv, in the last 27 years. Wow. I came here for this purpose. I want to uh, take this office building and uh, open a window in this building for the visitor who came not only for the office, who came to see what's happened here before the state of Israel is born. And... Uh, my uh, uh, idea is to take out all the office from this building and, and uh, uh, open this building as an educational center and museum will be the most uh, important place that you can come and understand, first of all, about JNF, what JNF do from 1901 when we established JNF until today, and second, uh, what uh, happened here in this building that can't be happened without JNF. And uh, I can tell you that until now, uh, I nearly do half of this job because only half of this building, it's my building. <laughs> but the other half building, it's uh, still an office building. It's very important. They are uh, a, a colleague, a work here. But uh, I think it's most important that all this building became an educational center and museum and, as I call it, a college who uh, you can come to this place and study about what's happened here and what is our right on this uh, land. So until today, uh, I bring here a little bit more than 350,000 visitors. And you must know that uh, I'm the only person who do this, so it's one-man show. I'm not only the creator and the I'm also the director and the secretary in the garden, and I try to do uh, all what it's necessary to do, and I do it with love. If not, if not, if I have no love uh, to this uh, work, I can't do this work. No, that's a long so, time. Yeah, so. You've been you've been working here longer than some folks been married. Yeah, twenty-seven. If, if you don't years, do that with love, you won't be married very long. I can tell you. I can tell you that I know here more the neighbors. Then I know in my house because I leave my house at half past five in the morning. Wow! And and at uh, uh, six o'clock morning, I uh, listen to the bird here in Rothschild Boulevard, and I open this building at uh, ten minutes after six morning, and I leave here something around eight, nine, or ten uh, in the evening. So try to imagine when I came home, I have something around four and a half hours to go to sleep. Wow, wow. But uh, I'm, I'm very, very uh, uh, love uh, to do what I do. And uh, you must know that I'm not born in JNF. Uh, I have experience of 41 years in education. Before I came here, I deal with education in the uh, Ministry uh, of Education and Culture. Wow. Uh, and another place that I don't uh, come to this now. But uh, uh, I think this is my very, very important job to come here and to do what I do. And, and because I do it from JNF, I think it's also uh, 
a good uh, and a, a big uh, privilege that they have Absolutely. to come and do this here. Absolutely. Folks, listen, if you haven't been to, when you come to Israel, you need to come to this. We're going to post the information uh, with this video and with the audio for the radio show. Uh, but it's very important because, sir, what, walking through this building, there's history here. And what a lot of people don't know, talk about buying the land. Okay. About because there's all first of all, let's let's clarify, there's always been a Jewish presence here. And and Abraham paid for the land, David paid for the land, King David paid for the land. Going back in history, but historically up to up to the point when the Jewish National Fund was started. Explain that to us. Yeah. Jewish National Fund uh, born in the last day of the uh, 5th Zionist Congress on 29 of December 1901. The father of the idea of uh, Jewish National Fund is a very uh, unique person. Uh, his name is Professor Tzvi Herman Shapira. From one hand, he's a, a, a rabbi, orthodox rabbi. In 20, when he became 27 years uh, old, he became also a head of yeshiva. Wow. From the other hand, is a professor of mathematics and physics in Heidelberg University, one of the best universities in the world. So he combined together all the knowledge that he had, and he said, we must establish a special division for the Jewish people that this division sent emissary to Palestine, who in those times uh, under the uh, uh, Turkish Ottoman, and uh, we must buy the land. When we have the land, we convince the Jewish to leave the diaspora. They have no future in the diaspora. Right. And came to Palestine. And here in the land that we buy, and it's belong to us when we have all the, 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 the legal paper to show this, uh, we uh, start to develop this area. And in the future, it's became our, uh, our state. So you have the chance to uh, speak about uh, this plan when Dr. Benjamin Zerwerzel made, made the first Zionist Congress. He passed away between the first Zionist Congress and the second Zionist Congress in 1898. And the Zionist Congress was started in started, Yeah, in, in Basel. In, in the casino house in Basel, in Switzerland. Why? Because Dr. Benjamin Zeverzel wants that the delegation came from Russia and from the state and from England. They have no uh, too much uh, 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 trouble to come, so he located this in the center of Europe, in, in Basel, in Switzerland. So uh, when uh, JNF uh, uh, born, Professor Zwerman Shapira are, are already passed away. I, I already passed away, but uh, uh, Dr. Benjamin Zeverzel not forget this. And uh, in uh, uh, the Fifth Zionist Congress in uh, uh, 1901, they declare that a Jewish National Fund are born. So it's take another some years until in 1908, the uh, um, JNF located in Europe sent the emissary to uh, uh, Palestine. His name is Dr. Arthur Rupin. Dr. Arthur Rupin uh, uh, find another person is uh, involved uh, in uh, all the uh, process of buy the land and, and uh, develop the land. His name is Yoshua Hankin, and together they uh, uh, convince uh, with the owner of the, of the land to sell us the land. So we, we buy the land. We pay for this land. We have a certificate who show that the land is belong to us. And uh, we start came uh, uh, here uh, to Palestine to uh, uh, 
developed this land. So when we came to May 1948, the, the month that we declared a state, JNF uh, do it for the Jewish people in all over the world, have already 936,000 square dunam, nearly 1 million dunam, that we, uh, by this, it belongs to us. Wow. We put on this land already 220 settlement and we plant 5 million trees. This is the shape five million of trees. trees. This is the shape of the future state of Israel. So when uh, uh, six years before we declare, uh, six months before we declare a state in uh, November 1947, the United Nations got the partition plan, it takes time until we do something with this. Why? Because we hear in those times under the British mandate after the Turkish leave this area and the British are not agree uh, 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 with our idea uh, to develop here a state so it takes time. When uh, we understand that after the partition plan they are supposed to, uh, to leave this area uh, let's say in six or seven months after it we start uh, do the preparation because we don't want that uh, when they leave it became a chaos here right. but we can't do any election under the British when they are here so uh, the, the Jewish mind have an idea they say let's agree about a, a, a two representative uh, uh, body first of all it's the parliament and second is the cabinet. We can't do any election, so we call it the temporary. Okay, when we came to April 1948, we have already 650,000 Jewish people here. Wow. But we have already, uh, uh, in those times, we have already 11 political parties. So those wow. 11 political parties agree to choose the person who are the representative. So we have 37 persons, two ladies, who are... Who are uh, whoa, whoa, uh, wait a minute. You said two women. Two women, yes. Two women. At that time. Yeah, in wow, that time. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, two women. Uh, one of them is... is uh, Only in the Jewish state. Yeah, one of them is Golda Meir, son Meir, who amazing became in the woman. future... Amazing woman, I love her. I'd marry her if she were alive today, I don't care how Yeah, she, she became in the future also a prime minister. Amazing woman. And the other one is Rachel Cohen Kagan. She is the chairman of Vitzo. Vitzo is an uh, organization who uh, take care of all the rights of the uh, women. So they became uh, wow, a member of the temporary in uh, 1948. Yeah? And from those 37 persons, David Ben-Gurion chose 12, together with him, 30, who became the temporary uh, cabinet. So the temporary cabinet and the temporary parliament, under the leadership of David Ben-Gurion, must find a place to sit and speak about the future. What can we do? And David Ben-Gurion said to them, look, I suggest that we come and sit here in the building who belongs to JNF. Why? Because when we dream about, they do it. So it's like to close the circle, to say, thank you very much, JNF, Karen, Karen, at Israel. We came here to sit in your house and to think about the future. And they came here, and they sit here nearly one month, the last month under the British mandate, between April 80 till May uh, uh, 40, in 1948. And here they got four major decisions who gave us the state of Israel. First of all, we declare a state. 
when the British leave this area. Second, we gave the name to this state Israel. Third, they compose and agree a, 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 a special document. We call it uh, uh, the order of established state number one. As you know, until now, we have no any constitution. So it's well, like our temporary constitution from those times. And the former, uh, very important decision, decision that they got here, they must choose between some of the version of the Declaration of Independence, which version they accept. So it's happened here in the main uh, room in this building, and we can say that this is the room when the State of Israel is born, here in JNF building. So. Uh, those four major decisions gave us the state of Israel and after the state of Israel is born and after we, uh, of course, the British leave this area and we declare that the capital of this uh, uh, country is Jerusalem also the office moved from here to Jerusalem and this building became also became again also office building right. so what can we do? Uh, we think about this that maybe this is now the chance to explain what's happened here in those times. So when I came here and I started this project, I do it step by step. And uh, I can tell you it's not easy, not because I'm alone here. I know how to walk and I'm not afraid to walk. And uh, I believe that uh, if you believe in something and you do it in, a, 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 in your way, you are succeed. So, so that's what I do here. But, but nearly until now, Half of the, of the building, it's still an office building. So who knows what's happened in the We're future. We're going to open Friday but I'm to here. get all of the building. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Let me, let me ask you. Do you want to go to that room and uh, to show him the room where the, uh, in the declaration... No problem. Was, uh, if you want, I can take Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do that. We're yeah. going to... Okay, here's what I want to do. We're about to hit 20 minutes. Yeah. Can we do nine minutes after that? Yes. All right, that's good. We're going to take the camera with us. Look at this. We go to... So the I, I, don't, I don't pause anything, brother. We do it raw. Okay. So we're going to go down here okay. to the where they did the... the uh, where they written the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, I closed it. I closed it. Wow, this is awesome. What a beautiful... You can see, so you can see, I speak about this. You can see that I gave the color of this museum, the color of our flag, blue and white. You can see it, blue and white. Right. And second, I say all the original must stay. The new, the modern come near the original. So you see, I not destroyed nothing here. So but me, all what I build here, right. it came near the original. So everything that I see in this museum, have you done that or did you build upon it? Like... For all the years that you've been here, so when I take a tour of this museum, everything I see here is what you organized? Yeah. Or Before I came here, you have no here the museum. Wow. Yeah. I started here the museum, and uh, it's not nice to say, but I can tell you that three years after I came here, I, uh, JNF chose me as a, the, the oh. best worker of JNF. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Brother, and, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you you know, and uh, uh, 12 years uh, ago, the organization, the, the Israeli organization of the teacher, chose me as the uh, best teacher in Israel, and I got a prize. Uh, it's a life uh, prize that they got me. So someone, nice. someone recognized what I do. Absolutely, I recognize yeah. what you're okay. doing. Just like, too bad I can't give you the word. Okay. Right?
So let's go to the to the place. First of all, you can see here the original table and chair who belong to the cabinet. Okay. So they don't sit here, they sit in the main hall that we came now, but when I came, no one leaves the original. So after I decide what to do, I'm looking for the original, and that's what I found. So I take this room, and I made this room as a, a, a three-dimensional vitrina to show all the, 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 the visitors who came, when they climb up, here in the stairway, they can see this is the original table and chair who belong to uh, 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 the cabinet under the leadership of wow, the Wow, that's so, no, no, Let, let's come to the, to the place when everything is happening. That was a legitimate question. I was about to ask it. Thanks for going for yeah. me. I hate being disappointed when I ask a question and get an answer that I don't so like. Now, so it's better for you to ask. <laughs> this is the place when they sit. This is what you can see here. This is the place who... Wow. In those times, this is the place when the first government and first parliament sit. Actually, when they sit... Side. The cameras on this when side. they sit, when they sit, let's come. Ah, let's come here. Watch your finger. Yeah. Let's come here. There you go. Yeah. Let's come here. You can see the picture. The picture show you how they sit. When they sit as a cabinet, they sit like this. When they sit as a parliament, thirty-seven person, they sit like this. So, yeah. so David Ben-Gurion sit in, the, uh, uh, in, in this place and all the members of the cabinet or all the members of the parliament sit like this. You can see here the picture of them. I tell you, first of all, 11 political parties, those the 11 political parties, and from those 11 political parties, they choose the 37 person. You can see the 37 person. I put the picture here. So you can see Rachel Cohen Kagan from Vito, the lady. And you can see uh, a Golda Meirson here from the labor, Golda Meirson. Those are the two women that I speak about. And here it's the picture of the 12 who choose from the 37. So this is the parliament, this is the cabinet. Stop, 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 stop. Let's stop. Okay. You want to stop. stop? Yeah, and then I'll video like a normal person. Uh, Ma? And then I can video just the other side. It'll be better. Ah, okay. Because you're the, right. The front camera is not good. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, so we should see. There you go, brother. Much better. Okay. So let me ask you this. Go ahead. So let me ask you. When I, when I look at this room here, and I look at that table and chairs, what is the difference between this? And I, I think I know, but I want to be sure. You have the other building down on Rothschilds. That's, yeah. that's where they signed and announced yeah. the Jewish state. They sit here. They sit here. And as meet. I tell you, as I tell you, between between uh, April eighty to May forty, nearly one month. When they want to do the ceremony to declare the state, yeah. David Ben Gurion wants to keep it in secret, but it slipped out. <laughs> and suddenly, a lot of very important persons came to him and say, Hey, you can't do this ceremony only for 37 persons. Yeah. We want to come and see. Wow. So when he opened his list, he finds that he has more than 400 
person who, who want to uh, come to this ceremony. So they must looking for another place to do it. Were they scared to, to do it out in the open? Was no, it, no, 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 no. Why, why did they want they, So, only because they have not the place. Right. But the problem is that it's, you know, Yom Shishi, it's before the Shabbat came. Okay. And... They have not too much time to looking for to uh, for another place. Right. So the municipality of Tel Aviv said, "Just a second. We have a museum, the first art museum of Tel Aviv, who located in Rothschild Boulevard number six. Wow. It used to be the private house of the first mayor of Tel Aviv, Dr. Mir Dizengoff. When his wife Tzina passed away, he don't want to stay alone in this building, and he donated this." To the municipality, yeah. the municipality uh, uh, established this place an art museum. So they said to David Bengurun, take this place and do the ceremony. So all those very important persons that you can see here move in uh, uh, half an hour before the ceremony from here to the other building in yeah. Rothschild Boulevard, and in Rothschild Boulevard they do the ceremony. Yeah. So all the ceremony, the creation of, of the state, take 32 minutes. And they open a museum. Why we, JNF, when they sit here nearly a month, don't open here a museum? It's most important. So that's, that's what I tell you that I'm lucky that I can come and convince wow. the, uh, the leadership, the, the chairman in those time of JNF, uh, uh, Moshe Rivlin, uh, and they say to me, okay, start. And I start. And that's now, what I do. I, now that you mention, yeah. when you talk about from... Tell me the date from April 18th to May 14th, yeah. 1948, right before you declared your, your independence. It makes me go back, and, and I have to research now because you stirred, you stirred my, my mind. How much time did the founding fathers spend in the United States writing the Constitution before they actually brought out the, 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 the Declaration of Independence from, from England. I can tell you, but I, I, I don't want to come now to this because my master's degree is in American history. But, ah, wow. Yeah, but I don't, I don't tell you now this. I can just tell you this, and it's very important. Okay. Because you came from America. It's very important. When I must to convince someone in Israel, even in Genev, that we must open this building, as a museum, and we must keep it as a museum, and we must build, uh, uh, develop this building to the museum. I said, look, in the state, if one of the father of the of the, uh, 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 the, the state sit near the trees and write something, immediately after it, because they know this, they say, all around it's closed. This is a historical monument. Why we don't do something with this building and? First of all, they look at me like this. After they say, you know what? But this building, it belongs to JNF. JNS, JNF, it's a private uh, organization. I said, just a second. But all what's happened here, it's for the state. And, and also wow. today we say, JNF for the state. All what we do, it's for the state. We don't say, look, we are a Jewish organization and all, and all the developed that we do here in in. Uh, a, a state of Israel, it's only for a Jewish. Everyone who can come here enjoy from all what we do. And it's very important to understand this. Wow, wow. So that's what I tell to all the group who came here, and believe me, came here uh, Israeli, 
came here tourists from outside the country, came here Jewish, came here uh, Muslim, came here, came here Christian, to everyone. I tell the story. This is the story. You must know this. What's happened here? Wow. And we have a right, because we are JNF, to explain this, because this is a, a building we belong to JNF. Okay, sir, we have 30 seconds left. We have 30 seconds. Okay. And I want you... To, to tell our listeners why they need to come to the Jewish state and see the importance of this history for themselves. I can tell them this. From the last 38 years, uh, every summer I go uh, with my family. Uh, be- before it I go by myself, after it I go with my family abroad. And every time I, I try don't speak. Because all day I speak. But sometimes, you know, when someone says something stupid, because he don't know uh, someone, I say to him, just a second, I t- tell you now what's happened. So every time when I start speaking with someone, he opens his eyes like this and say, wow, I don't know this. Why? No one tell me. So I, t- I, I give him my card and I say, this is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory, ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot Conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're back. Wow, this is Michael Gunnar with Insight to Israel Hurtsies for Heroes. Wow, that guy was amazing. He was amazing. He had that fellow look, this gentleman that we interviewed from the Jewish National Fund, he doesn't use any notes. He, he doesn't use a uh, he doesn't use a monitor. He everything's up in his head. He started this uh, museum with the Jewish National Fund. Started this museum. He only got two floors. It's they're not even that big, and he's hoping that he'll get the entire building. He said that in the interview. So, but this guy is amazing. We're going to go back and do an interview with him, a video interview, which will also be done. Uh, or has been done to accompany this program that you're listening to now. So uh, it was fantastic. The guy was amazing. He had so much knowledge, and with that knowledge, he was able to couple that because he didn't. He didn't obtain that knowledge just because uh, he didn't have anything better to do, and he didn't do it uh, just to obtain knowledge in itself. But he was passionate about it, so that's why he learned so much. And uh, to hear the guy speak was amazing. So, uh, in this program, this segment, segment two, we're going to go and do a um, an overview of everything that we've done in the past two weeks. It's been amazing. And I've got my executive administrator, Iris Burrell, sitting here looking at me real weird. And, uh, okay. 
Iris, thanks for being on the show. Hi, welcome. I, wow, it was an amazing week. Uh, week. week and a half. Yeah. Week and a half. We went up to, uh, uh, look, we went up to Samaria. I did. You you made the, you set the the bus schedule and everything, which I appreciate. <laughs> I couldn't get half the places I'd do if it weren't for Erie. But uh, we went up to uh, Samaria with the guy. What was the name of that town there? That Carnation Run. Cali, yeah. Carnation Run. Exactly. And uh, we met up with a guy by the name of Double Tapper. That's his nickname. His first name is Adam. And uh, so we met up with Double Tapper. His, uh, he's from the United States. His kids, he actually has a daughter in the Army right now. Two of his sons have served uh, in the Army. And um, we, he, what he does is he supplies the soldiers with uh, th- gear that they need uh, to, to do their job in the Army, combat soldiers. And he also has a, uh, he gets pizza for the soldiers, takes them all over the country pretty much. Actually, he gets, stays in some area. But it was a great time with him. Those soldiers were awesome. They actually, they got, hey, they got dinner and they got, uh, they got dessert. From the So they got pizza and they got dessert. So that was a good thing. Yeah. Uh, great time with those soldiers up there. He, Adam actually took me, and I shouldn't be calling him, he wants to be called Double Tapper. Yeah, and I didn't understand what does it mean until you explained to me. So those who were not in the army, maybe you will explain about Yeah, a double, double. a double tap is what you do when you're in close combat. And uh, to save your ammunition, you want to take out, you want to do two taps. And you want to take your enemy out in two taps. So that way you're not expending a lot of ammunition uh, on on each uh, each one of your enemies that you kill. Whatever. He was actually, it's amazing. He served in the IDF. Uh, he was an officer. And uh, now he, he does uh, security detail in that, in that uh, town in uh, Samaria. So he does a lot for the soldiers, and I'm glad I got to meet him. Met some amazing soldiers. Now, then, before that, we actually had Gil Rosenberg. Gil Rosenberg, or Jill, uh, is a Canadian Jew that made Aliyah in the 70s. Or, um, I'm sorry, not in the 70s. In the early part of the 2000s. And she came here, served in the Army. She wanted to serve in the combat unit. She didn't get in. Um, but after she got out of the army, she uh, she didn't have a good home life, so she got herself into some trouble and spent some time in jail. She was young. She she stole a few things, some things from people, and uh, she learned a lot in five years. Amazing young lady, amazing. I'm actually going to be posting the video, the YouTube video, uh, this week. But what about this girl? What about her? Oh. She was fighting with against ISIS. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Relax. It'll be all right. Hey, this is my radio show. So, hey, uh, I'm the executive minister. So she, she uh, felt like she could redeem herself. She wanted to come back to Israel. She wasn't sure if they would let her. They did. 
She started making contacts. Actually, what I found out, folks, if you didn't get to listen to the radio show, you need to watch the video. I found out there were Jews, Israelis, helping the Christians in uh, Syria and Iraq. Helping the Christians. Did not even know that. That's how she was able to get into Syria and Iraq to begin with. I mean, she went through Jordan and then went from Jordan into Syria and then into Iraq. And she fought with the Christians. How long has she been there? She was there for a year. Wow! Yeah. Here she was fighting with him. Yeah, that's enough for me. That she, she, some of the stuff she, she, she described was. Wow. She had like a suicide. She said fifty feet from her, uh, her and uh, the other women she fought with. There was uh, a suicide bomber. Wow. And fifty feet. I don't know if you know feet, but my foot is twelve inches long. Okay. Fifty-five. Look at this. Okay. Fifty of my feet, and uh, I can't even imagine some of the stuff that girl must have seen. Anyway, it was a great interview. You have to go to YouTube and watch watch the interview. It was amazing. I actually sat there and cried with the girl. She's she's amazing. She believes in God. She hangs out. She goes, look, I, I believe in end time prophecy, biblical prophecy. And uh, you, you know what they say, there are no atheists in the foxhole. Folks can talk about all day long how they don't believe in God. When it comes down to it, at the end of the day, they their their mind is quickly changed when they see death all around them. So uh, anyway, great video. Next, uh, wow, we did. I did a couple commercials this past week. Did you? I did. I, what do you mean? Did I? You're the one that set up the bus, set up the appointment. So, seriously, are you doing this for the listeners to sound cute? <laughs> it's not working. I'm just kidding. Okay, so Iris, uh, on Monday. Sunday, I did a commercial for, how do you say it in Hebrew? In Hebrew, it's Ichud Ve'atzala. In English, it's, in English, it's uh, Unition and uh, Saving. Okay. So this is an organization that uh, gets there very quickly to the scene of an accident. Um, they have more than 1,000 volunteers, actually. It's yeah. a volunteer organization. Right. They just, their aim is to uh, give an assistance to those who got hurt. Before the ambulance actually shows up. In five up. minutes. In five minutes. Wow, because that's amazing. These are the critical minutes for saving the person. Right. And they use a lot of motorcycles for getting on time. And they have... I think you were on my... You were, they shot you. They were shooting you on the motorcycle, Yeah, they right? shot me on one of the motorcycles. Where's the picture, Michael? It has... Uh, well, the director said he's going to send it to me. He hadn't done it yet. Anyway, so it was a great, uh, it was a great time. I was, I was very honored. That this, this director actually, this is the second commercial he's asked me to be in. Now is, this, is there is a second commercial that you're and now, going to be right for that for that director. It'll actually be the third commercial, but the second oh. commercial of this organization. Uh, it's funny because. Folks, there's a the, the reason why I do this. Number one, I don't. I, I'm, I'm glad I had the opportunity to do this to support myself. So that when you support the work, you're giving to the work. You're not giving to Michael Gano. You are supporting, endorsing, standing with Insight to Israel and Hershey's for Heroes. And so, uh, I've always wanted to be in this place uh, where I can be able to take care of myself, be independent, and not have to depend on the needs. Uh, or on um, on people to give to Insight Digital Hershey's for Heroes to support me per se, you know. Uh, so uh, I, anyway, and a lot of these people in this field are leftists, 
and they're very they don't have a good perspective on Israel just because of whatever a lot of people have their perspectives which are opinions and not the truth for a lot of their own personal different uh, various reasons but a lot of these people feel as though hey if we just give away and do what they ask for they'll leave us alone and I tell them no this is what I tell these folks these leftists that are on in this in the movie, the acting industry, I say no. If you give them what they want, you only lengthen the rope that they want to hang you from. And uh, anyway, so it's a great opportunity, and I was very honored to be asked to be in this commercial. Right. They, uh, yeah. Now they ask you to be in another commercial of that, and, and, and then you've been you you were in, uh, in uh, once on the commercial Monday. Yeah, in a laser commercial. Yeah, another so, st- Israeli startup. Yeah, another Israeli actually, startup. Actually, those lasers, they're for things like hair removal, tattoo removal, surgery, um, you know, how to, uh, they, they use them to uh, deal with blemishes on your face. So, uh, it, it was uh, pretty amazing. In fact, actually, I got to talk to the uh, international, uh, the VP of International Marketing, or the President, the President or VP of International Marketing, American woman. And uh, I don't have tattoos. It was funny. I don't want to. I don't have tattoos, but they wanted to put a tattoo on me, to to and then make it look. It was a fake one, but then make it look like they uh, take it out. They were going to take it off. And the woman, she laughed and she said several times. She goes, No, 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 no. She goes, no one can look at this guy and look at how straight he looks and then picture him with a tattoo on himself. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was amazing. So, anyway, it was an honor to do... I want to go back to this other commercial because I've been asked to do a second commercial for the same uh, volunteer emergency organization. And the next time, I will, uh, this time I played a father who missed his son's birthday party and because I had to go save a life. So my son, who's into superheroes... Uh, is disappointed because I missed his birthday party. So I show up, I'm reading him a comic strip, and so the movie, the commercial actually turns into a, a comic strip, a cartoon type, type situation. And so uh, my son is picturing me actually as a superhero, saving lives. So this, the whole scene took place in a bedroom, so I'm sitting there reading the comic book, and then in the end, he, as I explained to him the purpose of my job, and, and apologizing that I missed his birthday party. And he, in the end, the son understands, and he's crying, and I'm crying, and we hug each other, and that's the end of the commercial. Now, the next commercial coming up will be me actually in an emergency situation where I'm performing a rescue. On the motorcycle. On the, on the motorcycle, yeah. Well, it's very fascinating and interesting, but we have a lot of stuff to review on, so we okay. go to the next Moving issue. Forward. So, uh, wow. Marian. Wow. Well, first of all, let me say this. Uh, Marion's visit. Yeah, Marion's visit. Last year, Marion, uh, Elizabeth... Marion is visiting here, let's say. Let me... Okay. Marion Elizabeth Hill, last year, got over a thousand chocolate bars for Hershey's for Hershey. She's been very instrumental, and she did videos, uh, did put together a compilation of about three or four videos yeah, she's from for Hershey's for Heroes for her church in California. Yeah. And uh, she actually is here in Israel now. And so... She brought another box of Hershey's. Yeah, she brought like 35 Hershey's bars. 
So we wanted to make sure that Marion, she was supposed to work with a few uh, different groups, and somehow she ended up working with Insight Digital and Hershey's for years the whole time. Yeah. And we've been... The volunteer group didn't work out, so she was free, and yeah. then she just escorted you for most of your... Uh, yeah, she's been, she's been tagging along activities. and seeing how we work. And what we do on a daily basis. And one day she was like, "Wow, I understand now why you're up late at night. Why you've got you've got all this content that you do, and you know you really need some help with that, putting with doing your videos and things like that." So, uh, if anyone out there wants to volunteer, we'd more than love to have you. So, Marion, actually, her birthday. Was this past Tuesday? Right. So we took Marion. Uh, uh, I met a commander uh, on uh, from a base in the north, and he wanted me to bring Hershey's for Heroes to his soldiers. Well, that commander was turned around and transferred somewhere else, but he gave our information to another commander, and that commander, Iris, called that commander up, and they spoke, and so he said, "Yeah, welcome. We want we want you to come." So we took Marion to a base in the north. Golan Heights. In the Golan Heights. Up in the Golan Heights. Sufa. It's an artillery base based on the stem of Sufa, which means storm. Correct. And the, we made the very beautiful, amazing pictures and videos, and we gave away 500 airships. 500 airships. Thanks wow. to. Thanks to. Thanks to. Ah. 500 Hershey bars. Thanks to Mother Gano. Thanks to uh, Phyllis. Mer Marjorie. Marjorie. Thanks to Marjorie. Uh, and How do you spend we want to we we want to we want to say thank you. Uh, start off by saying thank you to Marjorie Myers. I apologize. We wanted to make sure that we had. Marjorie's full name and where she was from. Marjorie is from Woodcliffe, New Jersey. We also want to say thank you to Jeff Tanzel from West Virginia, my hometown, my home state. Jeff is a very good friend of mine. Uh, he's from Grafton, West Virginia. We want to say thank you to Mother Gano uh, for sending Hershey's for Heroes. Brendan Sullivan out of Denver, Colorado. I know Brendan very well. Brendan and I work together in politics in Washington, D.C. And also uh, another good friend of mine, uh, Kenneth Bridger Roy. Kenneth and I. Kenneth's actually been here to Israel. We're good friends with uh, our other Jew tile brother. That's a Jew, that's a Gentile that thinks he's a Jew. <laughs> and uh, so Kenneth was here, and he also gave to Hershey's for Heroes. So we're very thankful to those folks. Did I leave anyone out? No, it's okay. And Mary Elizabeth, of course. Mary, Mary Elizabeth Hill, yes. Mary. That's how we made, we have like four, more, more than four, four, five, actually, hundreds of Irish's chocolate to, wow. uh, to hand her to the soldiers in their bases. That was a lot of chocolate in the back of that vehicle. And, you know, and we, we, we delivered them in the base, and it was, even was not enough. Because it was a big no, base. No, it wasn't. Big base. Yeah. Folks, we need you to get involved with Hershey's for Heroes. You hear, hear me say it all the time, but it's it's time that Americans uh, start giving to Hershey's for Heroes. It's very, very important. And it's amazing what a note on a chocolate bar can do to the morale of a soldier. You've seen it firsthand a number of times. Yeah, 
surprised. No, last last time even Marianne said it says, "Wow, now I understand. I realize the impact that it does on soldiers, and just I just can't wait until I I go back to the to California and make more because it's amazing. It just um, it gives them a boost of energy, right? And motivation, and they're so much encouraged. Yeah. By that, uh, to know that the Americans stand behind them. It's nobody knows that. Nobody yeah. knows that. Yeah. And now Marianne was, uh, when she was along with you on, on the way to Jerusalem and back and everywhere, she, she sees, she told me, she sees how everywhere you go, soldiers identify you and just call and say, you Michael, Michael, Hirsch is Michael. Wow, it's amazing. Do you remember me? Or do you? She said, it's amazing. It is amazing. And I'll tell you, folks. It has the impact. We're, we're not just going on to this, these bases. I'm not going on these bases and just handing out chocolate bars and leaving. I have a unique opportunity to speak directly to these soldiers and tell them that Americans love them. You can see this on, on video, and we took video of yeah. your speech to the soldiers and the way they uh, react, and we put it, you actually, you're, you're about to put it. On YouTube. On and YouTube, on, on your Facebook pages. page, and yeah. you can see it. Wow, out open, what it does to them. Folks, again, let me repeat this. We're not just going on these bases and handing out chocolate bars and that's it. And we're not just handing out cho- any kind of chocolate bar. These chocolate bars literally have notes on them to the soldiers. And this is the impact that it's having. And, as well, I, it's got, like, I can't emphasize this enough. I have a unique opportunity that most Americans don't, that the majority of Americans will never have, because of the relationship that insight to Israel as it tells the truth about the Jewish state because the media lies about this country <clears throat> it lies about the people in general it lies about the soldiers you can't even imagine the, the stories the soldiers tell me that they hear in the media about what they do call them baby killers baby killers yeah and to each soldier to give the Hershey's, he gets also this business cards and is invited to like the Hershey's. Then when he goes to the picture of the Hershey's and the inside, they see uh, a whole range of of this project. Yeah. And this uh, has its uh, impact. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, looking forward. Well, yeah, moving forward. forward so Listen, yeah. we also uh, had the opportunity, and Marion went with me. It was a year ago, this past Sunday, a week, which you're listening to this broadcast on a Sunday, so it was last Sunday, uh, we attended a memorial at, uh, at Mount Herzl in Jerusalem where all of the soldiers, pretty much, it's mostly soldiers, uh, when, they are, when they lose their life, they're buried at this national cemetery. In and, Herzl Mount. And, right. And uh, at Mount Herzl in Jerusalem, and it was the memorial for David Gordon. David lost his life uh, this time last year. David was a lone soldier from the United States, from Pennsylvania, and he had uh, he kind of had a rough home life growing up. Um, but yet he uh, his life was transformed and turned around. Uh, when he went into the IDF, he gave him. He always told me a lot. David was like a little brother to me. He always said all the time how much he wanted to defend his people, to defend his country. And it was another another unique opportunity when I took Marion up to Mount Herzl with me uh, to a memorial service for David Gordon. Uh, they asked if anyone wanted to speak, 
and it was in the beginning, and I was the first one to speak up. Uh, I would have waited, but I just felt like, you know, strike while the iron's hot. And I talked about how I saw David go in as some scrawny kid, skinny, didn't have, there wasn't much weight to him. And here this kid talks about all he wants to do is defend Israel. And he goes in the army, and I'm thinking to myself, what can this kid do? I mean, are they going to whip him into shape that good? And sure enough, they did. And David comes out of the army. He was in the, the, the branch of the army called Gibati, and he was a sniper. And David's whole life was turned around. It was amazing. This boy was stout, strong, like a, little, like a young bull. But he lost his life, so we, we uh, did a memorial for him. And I thanked, I literally thanked, uh, I, I felt such a passion uh, and such a deep connection to David as a friend. I thanked the, the commanders that were there at the memorial service. I thanked them for staying in the army, for leading by example, and for helping these young people who many times go in the army and, and not many times, but there are, there are many times that they, these young people go in the army. They have no direction. They have no course for their life. You know, maybe they grow up a little spoiled. Uh, most of the kids here are great kids, fantastic. But these commanders led by example, and that's why these soldiers turn out. And they push them. They turn out the best that they can be. So it was an amazing, amazing event. I'm glad Marion got to see it. I knew many of the soldiers there. Yeah. And we gave out some Hershey's for Heroes, uh, which was an appropriate time. We actually put one on the grave, uh, grave of David. Yeah. And uh, it was an appropriate time. David would have wanted Hershey's for Heroes handing out to all the soldiers that come to his memorial service. Right. Now, moving forward, we took Marion to the Golan Heights, to a tank base up there. Artillery base. Artillery base. We just, well, we, we did the, same, the base that we just mentioned before, can, earlier. Can. Just, but, but, we but, went to, we went to Mount Bintal after that. Yeah, after the base. Wow, it was amazing. We actually took her to a, a tour that can expand her the area that is uh, the Golan Heights is surrounded by. On the Syrian-Lebanon border. Yeah. Yeah. And then we could see we the area. We went And then we could see from... Mount Bental, you could see the area of uh, Conetra, which yeah. is in the Syria, the Syria area, where the ISIS and the rebellions all the time they're fighting each other, and from time to time you could hear the, the we the could fire. hear the fightings and the bombs, and we and more on that from time to time we get uh, some uh, leakings of the of the bombs. Shrapnel. Yeah, there's. Uh, what happened is we actually went to a, to kibbutz um, Enzivan. Enzivan went to kibbutz in Enzivan. I was actually there back in January, uh, the day after the Israeli Defense Force killed, shot and killed on the Syrian side, an Iranian general and a Hezbollah leader who were looking for to enlarge uh, the front against Israel uh, and find a way to attack Israel inside inside the border. So I'm, I'm going to make my point here. So we actually went, it was near this kibbutz on the Syrian side. The, the Iranian general left his cell phone on. Israel picked up because right above this kibbutz is a communications tower right next to Mount Bental. Avital Mountain, yeah. Avital? 
And then when you were visiting, actually, in Enzivan, in Kibbutz Enzivan, the guy, the guy that is responsible about the security, he shows us like an exhibition. I call it like a joke, an exhibition of all little pieces of shells. He actually took us down in a war room. They were this kibbutz was actually working on a room that's a bomb shelter, <laughs> and that's uh, a bomb shelter. And in that bomb shelter. Uh, that war room is what they call it. There were examples of different types of missiles and things like that that had been fired into Israel at this kibbutz, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, uh, from the Syrian war. And some of the stuff was coming from the United States. Uh, things that we gave that John McCain pushed for the uh, moderate Syrian rebels to fight against Bashar right. al-Assad. So in this mountain, uh, Bental, we could see actually we could see actually the border of Syria and the place connected where the, all these shows come from. Yeah, it was amazing. Moving forward, the day after. Ah, we the day after, we actually went to uh, do some mercies for heroes. We gave Holocaust survivors. We joined up with the organization that helps Holocaust survivors called AMCA. And it's actually a, a Holocaust survivor club. They gather there every day. They have a lot of activities. Yeah, and we, this, this and we schedule with them a month ahead because they're very busy, these old people. Yes. I schedule with them a month ahead for having with them, spending with them one hour to uh, give them the, the, the honor, actually. Or the privilege to write, to write their own notes, their own notes well, from Holocaust survivors' point of view, and uh, put the notes on the Hershey's. And wow, there was. Uh, they were excited to do. It was amazing. Yeah. They were enthusiastic. Very big involvement and cooperation. They were very excited. They were very. Most, a lot of them have actually grand grandchildren that are or were in the army. Yeah. And they themselves were in the, you know, fighting a lot in their lives, so... Um, it, was a, it was a very, in fact... It was very uh, significant, and Marion was there. Marion was there. For the first time, Iris, I had never seen the numbers tattooed on someone's arm. And uh, for the first time, I actually got to see that, and it was unbelievable. Never seen it before. Yeah, they have amazing stories. Then uh, we did, went to the Jewish... National Fund and interviewed a man that ran the museum, which gives the history of Israel. Yeah, and uh, that is actually the show you just listened to, right? Which is before this one, right? Exactly. So uh, anyway, and listen. then you were given blood, and then I was given blood. And next week we're going to go to two bases, and I've got well, we've got the one in Ramadan, right? And then I have a commercial, and then we are going to uh, welcome. The Lonely Soldiers 300, Flight. 300, 300, yes. 300 from, Lonely from Soldiers. North America. From the United States and Canada that are coming to serve in the IDF. We're going to give them Hershey's for Heroes. So, wow, that's it. And I want to thank everybody for listening to the radio show. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel and Hershey. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. 